0: Are you a gamer? Has anyone ever called you a ball player? Do the masses on social media add dog to the end of your name? If so, you could be getting paid big money by the Cincinnati Reds. We'll talk about the players that fit that bill and a whole lot more because you're going to be in the driver's seat on today's live. Aloha Friday edition of Locked on Reds. Hit it, Jeff. You are Locked On
1: Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. Welcome in to this Aloha Friday live edition of the podcast. Locked On Reds is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day, and Steve and I have been addicted to the Cincinnati Reds for our entire lives, and we've turned that addiction into information. For you on today's locked on reds podcast, which by the way, thanks for making us your first listen. We're going to talk about the non tender deadline. The reds have some decisions to make on the six players that they have that are arbitration eligible. And the first one, and the only one that we really think is up in the air is Kyle farmer and we're going to talk about whether or not the Reds should keep him. They should not tender. him. I'm sorry. I can't keep that on uh, whether they should. Uh, you know what they should do with him and five other guys. They've also made a decision on one of those arbitration eligible players already. We'll tell you who's coming back and we'll take your questions because this is a live edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And Steve, we're going to start with the question that everybody's wondering, is Kyle Farmer going to be back? Because when you look at this arbitration list of the six players that we have I think he's really the only one that we have a question about.
0: I don't know how this podcast today has not been sponsored by farmersonly.com. That is really (laughs) the biggest question mark in my mind of what is going on today. No, listen, uh, uh, I I threw up the first comment that we received. Apparently your hat is a hitting certain note. You've got a certain look for our YouTube viewers. I didn't know you were Amish there, Jeff, uh, he was trying out looks earlier, folks, and it was really he really had a whole get off my lawn thing going early, and he's made some adjustments. So this, believe it or not,
1: beach—it's my
0: golfing What you're seeing from Jeff Carr right now is an improvement. Uh, and speaking of improvement, <laughs> Kyle Farmer uh, elevated his game every year he's been in Cincinnati. He has improved. He's gotten better. His defense has been good. His his offense against left-handed pitchers has been good uh he's created a situation for himself where he has an arbitration number 5.9 million dollars and i'm not sure that the reds are in a position to not bring back kyle farmer
1: yeah i think that that is really where the big question lies right because there's a lot of make about well they're probably gonna try and save money because overall like if you look at his body of work and we've said this before if you look at his body of work It's average to below average. It's not as if he's blowing the doors off of anything here, but who else is going to take his spot? Where else are you going to go? And you've got the added benefit that absolutely everybody corroborates is that he is the leader of this clubhouse. He is the guy that the younger players gravitate toward. He is the guy who helps lead these dudes on when it comes to just the, the, the whole mental makeup of the team and the, and the psychological aspect of it all. So that's a value that it's kind of hard to put in OPS plus, and they don't necessarily, uh, equate that into the numbers. So there's a lot to look at when you say, what does he bring to the team that you cannot quantify statistically? And I also just wonder what else are you going to do if you get rid of Kyle farmer?
0: This is what I say, and I don't think that they can. I mean, in baseball dollars, first of all, the $6 million is a drop in the bucket. And even if Ellie De La Cruz comes into Goodyear, in 2023 spring training and plays lights out and takes that shortstop job and runs with it. You still need somebody that can play third base. And Kyle farmer demonstrated clearly hands down last season that he can hold his own on the hot corner. He can play third base. So I I think, I think the reds have to bring him back. I think his value is such that he's worth $6 million. And I know you're going to get into, you know, some others that agree on that as well. And for me, there's nobody else to run out there because if it's a choice between giving Kyle Farmer $6 million and playing him at third base or running the bloated corpse, as one of our uh, esteemed podcaster friends uh, likes to use, of Mike Moustakis out there to play defense, yeah. then spin the, tw- the six. Listen, I will start the GoFundMe right now for the $6 million if we can keep Mike Moustakis from playing defense in Cincinnati.
1: Well, and we're going to get into the specifics of how the roster is kind of broken down from a financial standpoint here in a few minutes, but basically there are only three players under contract right now. And that includes the guy they just settled out outside of arbitration with. You have Joey Votto, Mike Moustakis and Buck Farmer, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, that's it. So if we're worried about the Reds spending $6 million on a guy, that's a little bit of a problem. Plus shout out to our friends over at reds content. Plus there's a great article over there that kind of breaks down the value that Kyle farmer brings to the team. We're not, he's, they do not agree that there should be a captaincy slapped on his chest and he should get a multiple year contract, but they also don't agree that he should be let go of. And I, I I tend to be in that camp. I don't see a reason to get rid of kyle farmer especially if you look at this like if he starts this year and he really kind of blows up and has like a nice streaky because you know he's a bit of a streaky guy if he has a streaky good month and a half or so you could trade him and, and you can get some good value for him so I, I don't think that there's any reason that the reds should not intend to him. they should sign him and hopefully settle with him outside of arbitration and let's just move forward
0: you know, I, I agree. I, I think that my only apprehension about bringing Farmer back, and I, again, I don't think they can not bring Farmer back, but mm. I don't want him to take playing time away from the oh, yeah. prospects as they arrive and are ready. So if Ellie De La Cruz is arrived and ready, he needs to be the shortstop. Kyle needs to move. If Spencer Steer... Uh, breaks out in 2023 and needs to be on the field a lot. Uh, Kyle needs to move around so that Spencer Steer can play a lot of third base. Um, It it just Kyle Farmer needs to come in with the mindset of he is going to be the veteran super utility that, you know, shows the guys the way uh, gets his playing time spread amongst four or five positions and, and understand that, you know, success for him might mean relocation, but but he's he's valuable he's valuable until these prospects come take the jobs away from him
1: and this is where because we were talking about david bell yesterday and how he can be a little bit of a player's manager to a fault this is where he needs to use his player manager skills and be like look kyle we're gonna have an open dialogue with you but at some point this season ellie de la cruz is coming up so shortstop's gonna be out of the question And at some point we're going to have some guy like Spencer Steers should be playing third base. He should be playing every day at some position. That's a point that we're going to get to in a future episode, but kind of a little bit of a tease there. So they keep him with the caveat that he is flexible with all of that. And if it comes to a point where it's like, all right, start me or trade me, then you trade him, because that I think you do right by him. To give him the opportunity to play, but then you also have to do right by your roster and not block somebody because Kyle Farmer's there.
0: Well, you know, Jeff, Kyle Farmer is not the only. Player that the Reds have to make arbitration decisions on. There are a couple other names on this list, and I think most of them are no-brainers. Uh, Luis Sessa, fourth year of arbitration, estimated to make $2.6 million. Lucas Sims, second year of arbitration, estimated to make $1.3 million. Uh, Justin Dunn, first year of arbitration, estimated to make $1.1 million. I think all of those guys are no-brainers. Now, there's a couple other guys on this list, and I guess they're no-brainers uh maybe there's a conversation to be had here tj antone uh first year of arbitration estimated at eight hundred thousand dollars i think you gotta no take a flyer on tj antone and pay the money and see if he can come back from his second
1: tommy john surgery that's easy flyer money for me like i don't i don't look at that and i say i, I worry about the two tommy johns like you're talking about less than a million you absolutely need to bring him back plus this bullpen is going to be a fluid thing all year long if he can have any sort of longevity and if he can prove any sort of durable then he's going to be the guy like he's going to be one of the best guys in the back end of the bullpen and you might go back to the whole idea of bullpen ace 1a and 1b with alexis diaz and tj antone i don't necessarily expect that from tj antone but that is his ceiling he he still definitely has that ceiling for me so i i i definitely think you bring him back and honestly and i know that we we say this name and and there is most of red's country gets a little bit triggered but nick senzel i don't think you can just let him go at this point like i think you got to recoup something well
0: his his arbitration number is estimated to be in the 2.2 million dollar range and i i agree i mean for a couple of different reasons i agree i mean to give up on him completely right now and get nothing in return for him and just let him go uh feels like a big failure uh and at 2.2 million dollars if he can be on the field for 140 games that's worth the money the problem is this if you cut nick senzel who else, Who else is going to play outfield? There's yeah. nobody else to play outfield.
1: So, they added nobody to the 40-man roster. Uh, I, I, I'll say this.
0: I'll say this. Nixon Zell has not done a whole lot to earn having this money picked up and having right. his contract renewed. But uh, the Reds have backed themselves into a corner. I don't think they have any leverage. I don't think they have room to just chop him.
1: And if I'm giving $6 million to Kyle Farmer, I'm definitely okay giving $2 million to Nick Senzel because there's still that potential, I think. I don't necessarily know that he'll ever live up to the billing that he had when he was the number two pick, but there's still a potential that he can be a solid, usable player. I, I don't look at him as like a, a leadoff guy, everyday center fielder anymore, but there's still a chance that he can rewrite his script because right now his script is his Clock is ticking and he's got to figure it out really, really fast. And kind of like you said, if $6 million for Kyle Farmer is okay in this baseball economy today, then $2 million to figure out if your former number two overall pick is going to figure something out is, is, is absolutely okay.
0: Well, it's pretty clear the Reds have a a few decisions to make. Uh, It's likely that they're going to keep all of these guys. Uh, Probably they're going to have some conversations, probably about the same guys that we just did. But ultimately, I think they end up keeping them all listen Jeff one decision has already been made by the Reds on an arbitration eligible player and they signed a contract uh, with him to avoid arbitration as a matter of fact coming up we're going to talk about the who and the how much uh, but before we get into that let's talk about bet online. Uh, bet online has all of the latest in player developments team matchups news, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find out there. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport imaginable. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, MMA, boxing, and golf. I keep checking, Jeff, to see if there is an over-under so I can take the over uh on the number of strokes you put up on an 18 round 18 whole course uh but they don't have it i think it's, it's the only like,
1: time i say smash the under
0: this there you go <laughs> but listen they've got all that and so much more uh you can head to betonline.net using your mobile device or your computer to learn more because bet online is where the game starts All right. We are going to jump right back into this live Aloha Friday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Uh, Again, I joked earlier it should be sponsored by farmers only because that seems to be what we have to talk about today. The Reds have forced us into that corner. Uh, The comment section is open, folks. Uh, Post your questions. Post your comments. The third segment is going to be you in the driver's seat. We're going to take all of your questions. We're going to get into your comments. And here in this segment, too, if you have something to say about uh, Uh, Buck Farmer, Kyle Farmer, anything else, drop them in. We'll try and work them in as we go. All right, Jeff. The Reds avoided arbitration with Farmer, but not Kyle. Buck. They went out and signed Buck to a one-year deal. uh And I'm okay with it. I think that uh, this bullpen needs a little bit of stability. Uh, You can't start completely over from scratch. You need to keep a few guys around. And Buck Farmer demonstrated at times that he could strike out major league hitters. He could get the outs. Uh, So especially towards the end of 2022. So I think that uh, I like this signing. It's not for a lot of money, but it's a guy that could actually have some value in the Reds bullpen.
1: From a bullpen long jet or like continuity standpoint, from a talent standpoint, I love that breaking ball that he has, whether it's a slider or a curveball or whatever that is. That thing is nasty. I think it's a curveball. But um, and also from a beard standpoint, nobody has a better beard than Buck Farmer does. Like absolutely phenomenal. So that in and of itself i think is worth 1.725 million dollars for the one year but i also look at this and i say look if he is signed to be the reds setup man then sure this is a bad deal but if you've got him for bullpen depth and you've got him for a middle relief position i love that i, I love that. if you can bring him in in the fifth inning sixth inning and if you've got a starter that's been struggling and you really need to get out of that inning i trust him to get those big outs. I don't necessarily look at him and say that he is a candidate to be a bullpen ace, but I think that he is an important cog to this bullpen. And before I get to your take about this, I have some breaking news. I just saw that uh Steve Offenbaker's uh favorite twenty twenty two Cincinnati Red, Taylor Motter, just signed with the St. Louis Cardinals. Your oh response? dear God, I I hope
0: above all hope that they actually run him out there in some games because he can't hit, and what he He lacks in hitting, he lacks even more in fielding. That's great. Send him out there. Put him at the hot corner.
1: You watch him fix him, and he hits like 30 bombs or something. I don't know. Uh, No, I I thought that was funny, though. But, yeah, no, I I love the signing. I love that they're keeping Buck Farmer. He was a guy that whenever I looked at the arbitration-eligible list, I was just like, please don't make him a 40 man roster casualty to save some rule five guys. And please don't make him a non tender casualty because I think he can be productive for this team this year.
0: And, and I, I like this signing because in, in theory, as long as everything goes the way that it's supposed to go, the back end of this bullpen is going to be Alexis Diaz and it's going to be Lucas Sims. Those are going to be the two guys at the mm-hmm. back end. Uh, santian should be coming back healthy you know that's another you know above average arm that should factor into that mix and then you get into guys like this and i think that from a from a strategic viewpoint that's what also made jeff hoffman expendable is that you keep buck farmer around to kind of fill that role in the middle innings yeah and 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 as i said earlier they may still bring hoffman back on a on a prove it deal so uh Already, that foundation is better in the bullpen. You know, that's four spots that you can lock up that are, are decent major league pitchers. And then you build from that. You maybe go outside a guy, you, you give uh, a couple guys uh, a prove it chance towards the end of spring training. So uh, I think this kind of signing, this Buck Farmer signing, is important. Because they do have to lay that foundation if they're going to try and get creative with anybody else uh, during the course of spring training, uh, moving towards the beginning of next season. They got to they got to have at least you know, three or four solid arms out there so that they can
1: experiment and try and find a deal somewhere else. 100 percent. And. The uh, other added benefit of Buck Farmer is there's nobody else on the roster that just absolutely stokes the imagination of those who might be half in the bag in the stadium and just screaming, Buck, yeah, all over the stadium. I I love that. I wish that was more of a thing. I'll tell you this, though. Looking at the roster now, he is only the third player that's under contract for this next season. You have a lot of pre-arbitration eligible guys who are going to get the minimum who are technically you know, under contract. It's just they're not going to make the kind of money that everybody's got to look at and wonder if that's too much. And then you've got six guys we've already talked about that are arbitration eligible.
0: You know, Jeff, I think the Reds are operating pretty secure in the knowledge that they have a strong foundation coming. And Mm -hmm. I think they believe in their plan. And, you know, a lot of the details of their plan, they've tucked away. They're going to keep them safe. They're going to keep them secure. Uh we know some other people
1: that can help keep things safe and secure. Yes, we do. And they are Simply Safe. You've got to check out Simply Safe today because they've got a great thing going on. If you go to simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB, you'll be able to save 50% off of a home security system from Simply Safe. Because did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts just absolutely spike people? I mean, everybody's pretty nice over the holidays, except for people that like to steal stuff. And apparently they get even busier around this time of year. So that is why you need simply safe to help secure everything that's going on this holiday season. Order your simply safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind as we get through Thanksgiving, as we get through Christmas and and all the different holidays that everybody celebrates. Here's why I love simply safe. It's super, Customizable. There's not a situation that you have to purchase a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need in order to get the one thing that you want. You can literally pick every single part of your Simply Safe security system to have installed in your home. Speaking of installation, you can do it yourself. You don't have to wait for some professional person to schedule something with you, and then you have to wait between the hours of 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. and sit around and hope that they show up between those hours. You can do it all yourself, and it's very easy to install. Plus, the unit is not bulky. We're not talking about some box that's going to just absolutely mess up the whole feng shui of your house. It all integrates very well well, plus they have a twenty-four-seven pre- professional monitoring agent that helps uh, you by using Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get priority police response. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes by heading to simplysafecom MLB. You can save fifty percent, half off. Your Simply Safe security system today by going to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks for joining us on today's Aloha Live edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. You can follow us on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If this is your first time checking us out, thank you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified whenever we have new content. Like if the Reds make a signing, a big move this for this offseason, some kind or you know some kind of move, that we'll have some emergency podcast to let you know what's going on and how good this player is and what this means for the Reds roster. Plus, we have Aloha Fridays that we're going to try to do every week that's not going to happen next week obviously we got thanksgiving and black friday everybody be with their families and talk reds baseball with them i'm sure they'll love that uh but yeah thank you uh otherwise And, and also follow us on twitter for as long as twitter is a thing you can follow me at jeff carr with three f's and you can follow steve at s offenbaker with Two Fs. You also, by the way, and shout this out, this is a great little thing that if you're out with your friends and you want to wow them with your Reds facts right now, at least until the non tender deadline hits tonight at 8 PM. Right now, Ken Griffey Jr. is the Reds third highest player. His deferred salary of just slightly over $3 million is third on the Reds uh, contract list at the moment. So. uh, Put him in right field. That's what I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah put them right field. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a roster. You're talking about nine guys out of 40 that have guaranteed major league contracts that are going to be over the minimum. So I think all total, the reds are at like 90 million when you add all of that together. So I, I just think, and you're talking about the, the estimated arbitration value there for the 90 million that's got to mean that they've got something to do they've got got some money to do something with you know and this this is interesting
0: uh from the comment section greg hughes says you can lose 100 games a year cheaper uh, that's the reds plan you know i mean yeah that's ownership's plan is to do this as cheaply as possible but they
1: did pay one hundred and twenty million dollars for a team I, that lost a hundred games. True.
0: I I just I don't know that they're going to cut payroll much more than they have. Mm-hmm. I I really firmly believe they're going to kind of stick at the level that it was in twenty twenty two. The there's idea no is that there's no ability
1: to though. I mean, you can't trade Joey and you can't trade yeah. Moose for two totally different reasons. And so you're just not going to save any money if you cut Kyle Farmer or anything like that. You're going right. to save six so million.
0: With, like really? So with that being said, I mean, I think that they're just going to get a little bit smarter with how they spend the money. But I yeah. don't see, I don't see them cutting
1: a whole lot more. I think that we, and we've also said this a couple of different times this year, there is something to this whole idea that in 2024 they're going to have zero guaranteed contracts on the books. It's all going to be arbitration or pre-arbitration eligible people. So what they can do with that is going to be interesting. I don't look and think that they're going to make a huge move to add a ton of money this off season. But if they add a one or two year contract type dude, you're probably still talking about trading that guy at the deadline. So long as he's performing well enough and he's healthy enough. Cause I, I mean, you know, going back to Donovan Solano, I think that that's what they would've done with him had he had been healthy all year and been playing. It's just, he hadn't been healthy enough to trade. So when you're looking at any type of move that the reds make this off season, it's going to be to uh, bolster the depth of the roster early on in the season. And hopefully a guy that can provide some value in the trade market come July, because other than who they could possibly add, there's not any other guys that you're looking on, on this roster and saying, okay, we're going to be able to get some more prospects, or we're going to be able to get something for this guy. All right, Steve, um, we've I'm so sure before we've got, Jeff,
0: before yeah. we dive into this for our audio feed listeners, that's going to do it for this edition. Uh, we're coming up now. We're going to do a live Q&A with our comment section and our live viewers over here on YouTube uh, for the audio guys. That's going to come in your feed here in just a little bit as a bonus episode. You can uh, listen to that Q&A, uh, but for the audio folks, that's going to do it for this edition. Make sure you tune in next week because we will keep you locked on Reds every week single day.